Hello everyone, my name is Googly Bear Jr., also known as Elizabeth, and I am a huge lover from the environment and an avid player of video games on Twitch and in my free time. I hope you're doing well, and I hope we can connect both of our hobbies together and maybe learn something new in the end. I really appreciate you clicking on this video, so let's get right into it and get started. One of the coolest things I have found in the video game industry is that humans are able to escape from reality for whether it be just for a little bit or it can be from hours on end. And when we look at the video game itself, we don't exactly, we appreciate its graphics and we appreciate the quality and time that the game designers have put into it, but we don't really think if what happens in the game could ever happen in our real life. A little bit of background on me, I have been playing video games for, I want to say, 17 years, and I didn't start getting into first-person shooters until, uh, God, um, maybe 10 years into my video game experience. I used to be really into platformers and puzzle games and just basic cozy games in general, so I haven't, I'm late to the party, um, essentially, and, but I'm glad I came, for lack of better words. I really enjoy first-person shooters. I think it's a new perspective, and I, you can release a lot of frustration that you may have living in the outdoor, non-video game world, um, into a video game. But I don't normally think about could someone barge through my door and shoot me down. I never thought that would be a true issue in the place of North America of where I choose to live. So when I picked up my first Call of Duty copy and I dove into the Call of Duty series and I'm thinking huh, they're putting a bunch of real-life examples in. They're incorporating war and history involved. And why don't I think about this more, you know? So let's talk about Call of Duty Black Ops in general. Uh, about, I want to say, 4 million people play the game. Um, I found out that it's five times more popular in North America than any other place in the world. And that's just a shocking fact to myself. And it kind of ties into how we don't have to think about this type of violence, how we don't have to kind of incorporate yourself and really think about how this history applies to us. Because even though we're very highly involved to it, it's past us. We think we're quote unquote safe. And I, the map I really want to kind of look into and think about is Call of Duty Nuketown in particular. So this map is exclusive to the Black Ops series. You can't find it in any other part of the Call of Duty line. And one that really caught my eye in the Black Ops series is Call of Duty Nuketown 84, which is specific to 
For those who don't know much about the Call of Duty series in general or even about the map, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War Tactical Map Nuketown, it was based on the year 1984, which is about the height of where all the nuclear testing was being involved. The map itself was made in two days and it was designed by Adam Hoggett. Um, and he made it a 6v6 multiplayer map that's built on a small er um, kind of map. So you can have one-on-one -on -one combat, and it's but it's not like too extreme that you feel stuck. And there's even a downloadable map now, and it's live in Call of Duty Black Ops 2 that is set in the year 2025, which I find so interesting because it's the year 2021. So even having the idea of bringing back nuclear testing that's been banned for over 20 years, that the most recent test was actually in 2010 that the whole world felt on edge again. So to bring back a place that might be so desolate now because of us and make it even worse essentially. Because the map is designed on such a small area, they needed something to really fit in a small area, but still catches the eye, and it's somewhat realistic. So they chose a typical 1950 suburb to demonstrate um, how nuclear power can still be used and fit into the campaign story, and I thought that was completely perfect. It, in the video game, it has the mannequins, it has buildings, it has vehicles, you can see the desert in the background, and you even have a nuclear bomb go off in the scoreboard sequence, and you just see a bunch of shrapnel and mannequin parts, and you really see the mushroom cloud that comes up from these nuclear bombs, and to me, something so angry can be so beautiful, but yet you don't think about the after effects and you're consistently brought up to these shocks as each round you play in this thing and you don't think about it. Um, but there it is. Originally the map was inspired by the Indiana Jones movie in the Kingdom of Crystal Skull in which in the movie it was based upon World War II and Indiana Jones was actually being pursued by Soviet soldiers and he came across a nuclear testing site and decided to um, keep himself hidden in this fake town and so actually survive the nuclear blast by hiding in a refrigerator. And ironically, the map has the same refrigerator that was portrayed in the movie, which I thought was a really nice touch. Within the map itself, it has been overrun, it's been worn down. It looks like the nuclear bomb hasn't been touched by it yet, uh, but someone has had to have found it. And through the campaign, you find like these small group of people who wanted to escape from war and anxiety and from the military in this case, or quote unquote, the man is how they put it and it kind of made it their safe hideaway from all this destruction or in this case it would be mass destruction which to me just makes me think of 1984 George Orwell which really fits the map of Call of Duty because Nuketown was supposed to be built or set 
1984. And George Orwell describes how destruction could be the only way to peace and really dropping that nuclear bomb and having this test site was the only way for these people to be or feel safe. And there was also a reference to history in the book 1984 where the little boy um, was then dropped, which was, for those who don't know, the bomb dropped on Hiroshima on August 6, 1945 during World War II. So also, um, when the United States military were testing nuclear bombs and all that violence kind of came to an end at that point. And I just want to say as a side note, my heart goes to anyone who's lived the impact of Hiroshima. I'm so sorry. And my heart hurts for you. And I hope you're okay now. But and I hope we can get past the violence and hope that nuclear war doesn't have to be used again or no one breaks the treaty that the world has put through my research the military didn't even think they thought about the after effects of the violence and destruction and how things could be quiet but they never really thought about the environmental impacts that were to be had after dropping all of these tests and initiating all these tests on the area itself and this may be a little bit boring to you or this may really make you tingle to my history nerds who really enjoy this type of research like I do but through my research I found two sites in Nevada that look pretty similar to the Nuketown 84 map that is in Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War and the two sites I found are called uh, Survival City, which is Area 1, and Doomtown, which is Area 5, located uh, geographically near the Yucca Flat. And now those sites are abandoned, but apparently you can tour them, but I'm not sure how safe that is. So, friends, I may be crazy, this may be a coincidence, but, like, in these areas, Area 1 and Area 5, there are so many similarities from the map, or this may be the way that the military decided to really uh, set up the way these nuclear testings are, but they have the 50s star estate cars sitting on the driveway. It has a double car garage with an angular lean-teen roof. Um, exposed brickwork was the thing then, and it's the thing in the game. And it has a front door, and you can see happy fake little families with kitchen furniture around a table and frozen in conversation. And you see like bullet holes, which is, of course, in the game is your animation, but it's surrounded by Nevada wasteland, and that's why, or what really finds this so intriguing to me is how accurate the map is to history. And although there may be 70 mannequins or so on this fake suburb of the perfect quote, American family, unquote, 
the population in the game where it says Nuketown to make it clear that this isn't a real city to anybody else um, in the middle of the desert that the population only says one. The area in the game, I really dove into the nitty gritty of the maps and the characteristics and both include a two-story green and yellow house that really only remains now after all this nuclear testing. It's also included other buildings and it was completely able with electricity, which we can see in the game through all the electrical wires on the ground and the propane tank farm that I still can't blow up on the map. Uh, the fire engines worked, but now all graffitied and it's just so crazy how accurate it is and how much Adam really put um, time into to make this work. But even through all this hard work, um, for those who've played Nuketown as much as I have, you always end with this nice credit scene of having it all just blow up. And for some reason, it is so satisfying to just see a building get completely decimated to ground zero and the gutters just rip off and the buildings just pull to pieces and you just he see a ball of fire and heat just resonate from the ground as all that nuclear fission just controls that environment and you just see nothing left. And whether you play Nuketown one game or a hundred games and see that bomb drop so many times. Uh, the Atomic Energy Commission has dropped over 900 nuclear tests total, whether that be above ground or underground within that Nevada desert, described like those two areas that I have said before. And they have built 400 miles of paved roads and 300 miles of unpaved roads and with airstrips included to drop those bombs. But now it's all too radioactive um, for human to be even just around it. And science is still trying to figure out what are the impacts of our research in the beginning for just war. Um, and what can we do about it now? Which even in this case, Call of Duty hasn't even missed that. And when you try to escape the map and you try to escape the area uh, where you see unpaved road and paved road and in the back you see a nuclear bomb tower of how they used to drop it and you die within 10 to 15 seconds so props to you for even getting that part right as well so in reality this isn't a video game anymore this is real life and what what is the world gonna look like from now, what would the world look like if Nuketown 2025, like that downloadable map, would actually happen in real life? Well, as we, I guess, for lack of better words, let's get right into it. If we were to continue with our nuclear testing, just like we did in Call of Duty Nuketown, the water would be completely useless to us. More than 70% of the Earth's surface is water covered and not even 20% of the water resource we have is completely fresh water for humans to use. And currently in the Nevada site test region, 
my apologies, only there is a high risk of groundwater contamination with several radioactive isotopes still remaining from the last test. And regardless of what happens without human decam <laughs> it's hard to speak, uh, human decontamination of the water, those isotopes will remain for thousands of years and it will continue to move into the soil and into the plants and eventually into the human body food chain where local population health and maybe national or you could even say international health will then be affected because we will then be ingesting those nucleotides and it could cause further health issues and that can even be determined through cancer or gene um, mutations and not from just us but it could be your plants it could be any animal that's been ingested the water uh, according to the research that i did even the radiation surrounding it just being in the area could have these effects and that's scary and not just because like scientifically that could happen like we think about it but it's scary because it's real this is happening and I never made this connection until I really took a step back and looked at this map in Call of Duty and really thought about it so if the plants are affected that means trees will be affected our agriculture will be affected and it's just a constant cycle and this was all started because of human interaction and action. The consequences of our actions are now visible to us. The radioactive dust will then be deposited onto our land and we can't touch it without getting sick. Thyroid issues are going to be more common because that's the thing that regulates all of our hormones. And that's going to be so extreme and there's so much iodine pills so many that we can create to really stop us from having serious cancer and health effects an interesting fact i found was like or i didn't think about is like yes it gets into the agriculture business but like i didn't think about who really consumes it other than humans and like one of the examples i found was just like Oh, do, are you lactose intolerant? Are you vegan? Do you ingest milk products? And then you become a higher risk because cows eat grass. That's, there's huge pastures of just grass and farms and the, all that radioactive dust is going to be going to grass and then they're going to eat it and then they're going to become sick. And then this becomes a further downfall because... The states really enjoy e-commerce. They really enjoy commerce. They like their money. They like their business. So all of those milk products are going to be distributed all around the country. And then those people are going to become sick and may have thyroid issues and higher risk of cancer and radiation because they have ingested those products just from the state of Nevada. And the radiation just doesn't stay there because... We have weather, we have wind, other than rain, things still move regardless of whether we touch it or not. So if you live in the state of Utah, Idaho, 
Wyoming, Iowa, Nebraska, Colorado, Minnesota, does your wind move west to east? Because you're going to get hit with that radiation too eventually. Um, are you a female or do you even like females? Because females are more noticed to have thyroid cancerous issues and it is still being shown um, from the results we've had since the 1950s from the impacts of the Nevada desert. So there really is a connection from thyroid radiation in these states just from a single testing site area. So uh, the weirdest way to end all of this information you just uh, listened to is, is this all just a game? Roll credits. Like, this isn't anymore. This, this is completely true. Like, history might repeat itself. History will repeat itself. I mean, like, this is crazy how realistic this situation could be. And yes, it's preventable, but like, it's real. Like, we got to think about it or nothing's going to change or get done. Our environment's being infected, uh, not infected, affected due to human interaction that can be changed. We're still trying to recover. We're still trying to remediate these areas that we have caused harm to, but yet we're not stopping to continue harming. And it's not just going to harm one area, it's going to harm everybody. This is truly a population effort, and that is something that we don't understand. And I'm not by all means saying stop playing this game, stop playing this map, pull out of the map if you reduce um, get into the queue because of course I'm still going to play this map I'm still going to enjoy this game but we have to be more mindful of what we are truly letting into our minds and from our just past daytime like you can only run from life so much and I it's just amazing to me of I, that this is real, like, I'm scared, are, are you scared too, or is it just me, um, I would love to continue this conversation with you, and I think that's what this series is going to be, is all these post-apocalyptic situations, and like, is this, can humans really do things like this? And this was one of the best examples I could find at the time is, yes, we can. And yes, we will still continue to do if humans still have that power and not to jump around all these places um, within our chat. But even George Orwell says, like, there's so, if the military has power, they're going to use it wait no that's not it it's um like uh how like I don't know um <laughs> I even I lose track of what I'm saying but pretty much um if you have power use it for good don't use it for bad and this is what we're going to continue to 
move our path on unless we do something. So I guess my question to you all is, what do you think we should do? Um, If this is a reality, if history might possibly repeat itself, especially with how the world is going with other relationships with the United States, um, with other countries, is this truly the outcome? Should we do anything or should we just leave it how it is? Um, and then also, is, is this game, is the series still an escape to you? Or is it just another, like, scary thing that the world has put out and another reminder? Let me know in the comments. And I hope, yeah. Thank you for clicking on to the Googly Talks. And I appreciate you for listening to this conversation i'm excited for your opinions on it and um i hope you have a wonderful day please take care of yourself friends and see you later with your games bassett's army is what to keep in mind what you've seen is really really